my spidey senses tingling. Really big show. Ladies and gentlemen, he's the award-winning podcast host of one of the hottest podcasts right now, and he also hosts this one. He's Slim. This is the Paper Keg Podcast, episode 181. Welcome to the show. Uh, Paperkeg.com. Paper Keg Podcast. Three friends forever, alive and well and in perfect health. Talk about the books that they read this week. And we'll throw in a book club at the end of the show. Matt Fraction, you ever heard of him? Huh? Casanova. Give it up for them gangsters. One time for the killers. So we have three living hosts on this show. One is long deceased. Rest in peace, Mark Farrington. Uh, you're always in our heart. Um, let's talk about one host. You know, we've all had him in our thoughts this past week. Um, never left my prayers. Dan underscore A, welcome back to the show. <laughs> Yeah, thanks. It's you know, with with an eye on a week off, you you get the jitters, you get the pre-show jitters again. Like you know, it was our first time. Can I still do this? Am I still up for it? Yeah. Am I still good enough for it? You know, a week off it also it does things to your mind. Right. I mean, I don't think we've ever taken a week off outside of our extended hiatus, which you know the show internally canceled. Um, first week off. It felt crazy. It made yeah. me. F- it, I mean, it made me feel alive. Like I there would just go. walk outside, you know, no, just wearing my shorts, and I just extend my arms in the sunlight and just embrace the mm-hmm. sun rays. That's what it felt like. Yeah, it felt you, like I was um, the U.S. soldier, the U.N. soldier, in the Street Fighter movie that got uh, slammed into that chair, eyes pried open. And turned into Blanca, brainwashed, not knowing just what is happening. Uh, you know, enough seriousness. Let's turn up the jokes a little bit, okay? We have one final host. Uh, he's a writer. You know, I think he's writing a book about Legionnaire's disease. <laughs> My God. Uh, an unexpected autobiography. <laughs> Jonesy loves beer. Welcome back. You are still alive. Uh, it was it was a teeter totter game for a while, but welcome back to the show. Yeah. Not many people know this, but several years ago, Dale purposely infected me with a staph virus, knowing that one day it would result in a week off of paper right. keg. And the plan finally came to fruition, and I was just happy to give him that freedom. I mean, there were some rumors that he should have been reading the book club while I was in the hospital, uh, but refused out of solidarity for me because I could not read. He was like, I am also not going to read. 
out of brotherhood. Legionnaires, if you will. Sympath staff. Yeah, I just read a book on that. I just read a book on sympathy legionnaires, and it was an amazing. My Florence Nightingale, my Florence Dalingale. I mean, what a treasure to have you in my life, Jonesy. Um, I I want to say, and probably on behalf of a lot of people, it's it's good to see you without a nebulizer bane mask on and out, <laughs> not in a hospital bed, which is a, is a step in the Thank right you. direction. You are feeling a lot better. Can you reveal to the audience, please? Yeah, uh, because you don't. You sound like uh, well, you sound like Truman all, Capote. If I could be completely honest, Jonesy <laughs> sounds like uh, <laughs> any great grandfather you have that is still alive right now. That is what Jonesy I may sounds have. Like. Werther's. I may have a pocket full of Werther's original. Um, so not medicine. What happened was not, not actual. Not medicine, medicine. right? <laughs> According to the FDA. Um, yeah, I first of all thank a lot of people who have uh, become our friends over the years and recent listeners and a lot of people we've met through the show were very kind to me, sent me lots of direct messages, lots of tweets. Those who have my number reached out to me and I uh I can't thank you enough for that. Uh it was a uh a staff infection in my right leg that I could have had for a couple of years and as a result kicked off a, a pretty wicked pneumonia. Uh, luckily, luckily they caught it. I I went into the emergency room Monday with a hundred and four and a half degree fever, hallucinating. Classic. And I came out. I came out the other side. Yeah, you did. So I'm good. I'm. I mean, I'm still on these wacky antibiotics, but yeah. And of course, as soon as I'm off the Advair, my voice should come back to its normal. I mean, potency. you sound more youthful with this voice. I don't know what it is. You sound vibrant. You sound like you're ready to just do somersaults <laughs> a twinkle, across right? the yard. Yeah, I could be doing them now. Nobody no knows. Watching. Nobody knows what's really <laughs> happening. But thank you, everyone. I appreciate it, Jonesy. Now, it's uh, it's it's just so good to just see you behind that mic and Slim as well. Thank I mean, you. Slim probably most likely 100 percent drunk right now. He took public <laughs> transportation all the way from his <laughs> holiday company holiday party. <laughs> And he's wearing his dress shirt with his Chicago Blackhawks hat. Right. I mean, and he's probably just the life of that party. I wore it just like that. I think that there. It eats. It eats up Dale. That I am able to somehow pull off some kind of collared shirt, possible sweater scenario with a Flyers or a hockey cap. You mean you don't? You can't do that in Delaware in that in that building that you? Uh, I can't do it in my basement. Right now, Slim. I'm sorry. I just don't have the uh, the head for it. I guess I have. Uh, uh, I think was uh, would be described in quotes as teen like face and neck acne. I have uh, long gray hair that I have to get cut every two weeks, or it starts looking like uh, the beginning chapter of his old man Logan, as Jonesy put. Before it looks we went amazing. Yeah, you know, we could probably, if we ever record a flap again, we could probably just have a whole episode on acne. Because I actually have a dermatologist that I see once a month, great gal, and she gave me some kind of like foam action. It's like it's what you put on your face when you shave, but it sprays it like lands on your skin and then it just evaporates into a liquid. It's great Is stuff. It really, I don't know what it's called. I'll give I'll give you some when we see each other this weekend. A little treat for you. Oh, okay. Yes, that's your Christmas gift, both of you, Jonesy. I don't know if you have acne problems, but I'll give you some foam. For the road. I, I don't, but I, I feel like if I didn't have foam, I'd be left out. Actually, I feel like this foam could probably help with the staph infection 
I think your doctor <laughs> told me that uh, last week. Uh, well, who knows? That's another that party. Guy, that, another guy, holiday party. that guy is in Mexico right now with whatever you're paying him. <laughs> Living off my insurance Absolutely. money. But we need, to, we need to move on. Jonesy's alive. We don't have a second dead host, which is fabulous. We need to move on. Casanova's our book club. It, it, judging by the page count, should be a book club episode, but we're going to forego it. We're going to talk about some other books that we read. Quote, read, quote, maybe already talked about on a different podcast, quote, going to talk about it again. Uh, <laughs> quote, congratulations on your number one podcast. Uh, we need to move into the round <laughs> table group chat of comic books. Jonesy loves beer. Peak physical condition. What did you read uh, this week as you were at home? Hopefully not working. Obviously, you're no working condition. Any no fool would go into work this week. So, what did you read this week? Uh, I definitely didn't uh, go in yesterday. Part of today. Um, so, there's a book uh, called Shadow <laughs> out by IDW. <laughs> I can't Joe get Hill. Over it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Listen, let's just rally together <laughs> right now. In I, in post, I'm gonna need you to fix. It sounds voice. like it sounds like an action movie where one of the army team members is like shot up, and he's he's laying next to a wall, <laughs> right. and he calls over his buddy. He's like, "Come on over here, just want Riggs, I just Riggs, I'm getting too old for this." And he delivers this shit. his last rites, like tell my wife I love her, or make sure my son goes to you know whoever. It's it's just fascinating. I love it. Shove shove this pocket watch up your you <laughs> yes. know what and give it to Bruce Willis in many years. All right, so Shadow is this book, uh Joe Hill, you'll remember from Lock and Key, also for being the son of uh Stephen King. He uh he writes the first issue. It's a tribute to Ray Bradbury. It's a great um what I would call like a throwback Twilight Zone single issue story. Uh young girl is forced to watch uh, her young siblings on a beach. A neighbor boy joins them. Uh, they find the remains of uh, like a Loch Ness monster on the beach. You know, they uh, they have some discussion whether they're going to tell adults or not. And um, so they're taking pictures to prove uh, that the creature is real. <clears throat> And uh, the girl runs, the guy, the kid is going to stay with the creature while the girl runs and gets the adults. Uh, in a tragic, uh, you know, Twilight Zone type moment, the creature wakes up, wasn't really dead, Take drags the kid back into the ocean, and uh, they're left, you know, the girl is left being non-believed that it was an accident, and, you know, that's her coping mechanism, is to make up with the story. It's a great, like I said, 100% Twilight, not Twilight, Twilight Zone uh, issue. Fabulous story. Joe Hill is a, a master of modern horror. And uh, if you're into that kind of storytelling, especially single-issue stories, which are very few and far between, I recommend you pick this series up. It's a, it's a real winner. IDW mm. Shadow. Is the whole series devoted uh, a tribute to Ray Bradbury, or is the just the one issue... I honestly don't know that it's under the title card on the cover, so I want to I want to think that this is maybe like the best of the best, like giving their tribute stories, maybe to be collected. But the first issue is amazing. You know, when I uh, speaking of Twilight Zone, I started, I heard some buzz. 
about this show on Netflix called Black Glove. The Black Glove, maybe? It's a Twilight Zone anthology series uh, specifically dealing with human nature and technology. Hmm. And the first episode involves the prime minister, prime minister being called and informed that the princess has been kidnapped and there's a ransom video and it hits YouTube and they the princess delivers the ransom message and says that I will be returned unar- unharmed or just be returned if the prime minister on live television on all channels has sexual relations with a pig what and it's the first episode is just that what the prime minister goes through does he do it uh and the decision making process about such a terrorist threat one question what's the pig name (laughs) god teddy (laughs) so really interesting uh first episode of a Mm. series i recommend watching it wow black glove on the bbc let's show BBC it, it feels like a BBC-ish type show. There's accents happening. I don't know what kind of podunk town they're oh, yeah. they're from, but Ireland, according to your <laughs> stats. <laughs> right. Uh, let's see what I read this week. We can talk about Axis a little bit. The much maligned Axis series, the big Marvel event, mm-hmm. and you know my boy writes it, Rick. Oh yeah. R- or if you want to, you know, Rick Remendo, if you want to call him that. The um, superheroes and villains have kind of switched. So the X-Men are kind of acting like jerks and villains. And Captain Rogers, old man Cap, who hasn't turned, had to assemble his own team, new team, to fight the, the heroes that have turned into villains. So he has like this team of Sabretooth and Carnage and Doctor Doom and Hobgoblin, maybe? to fight these bad guys that are actually heroes. And Apocalypse, Kid Genesis, or Kid Apocalypse, has uh, uh, grown into Apocalypse again. So Apocalypse is back, and he's working with the X-Men. And Spider-Man and Deadpool are two of the few heroes that haven't turned into bad guys. So they're working together to try to stop what's happening. And this issue I enjoyed because it showed shades of the series that I wish this was, which was a very Mm. self-contained Rick Remender writing characters that he cares about, not 300 Avengers. And there's some really cool scenes with Spider-Man and Deadpool fighting Apocalypse and Deadpool kind of pleading with Apocalypse and Kid Apocalypse inside of him. You know, he gives this amazing speech about even though everything's crap or you had to deal with crap, there's good in you that can come out and still shine as a, as a person and be inspiring to other people. And that was like, man, I wish the whole series was just this, just mm-hmm. kid apocalypse and Deadpool or kid apocalypse. Like if I were to pitch, if I were recommender, I would pitch Spider-Man and Deadpool are the only heroes left and they need to save the Marvel universe. Like, Oh man, that sounds like a great series, but it's not that. But this issue was that. And I really enjoyed it. That makes me, I mean, I I've, haven't picked it up that series yet, and I'm kind of glad that I've, I'm not being exposed to it in the titles I read. I like how it feels self-contained. Like, I don't know anything that's happening in that series, but it's existing, which is cool when people are reading it, which is cool. But that 
you just made me want to super read it with just Spider-Man and Deadpool mm-hmm. being one of, some of the only ones not affected. It reminds me of how great Spider-Man and the Astonishing Spider-Man Wolverine by Jason Aaron and Adam Kubert. Mm. Like that was a really mm-hmm. awesome mini series with those two characters at the forefront. You remember that page where uh, <laughs> Spider-Man <laughs> just keep it together for a minute loses that uh, that whoever he had the relationship with like four years in that parallel universe, mm-hmm. and he's got to leave. And Wolverine, there's like four panels of Wolverine just like like looking to the <laughs> left yeah. and looking down and like looking away. What a great series! We might have to do how many issues? That was that four or six? Maybe we should it's do only that four for... issues. Oh gosh, Adam Kubert was on point that miniseries. Mm. Absolutely on point. Jason Aaron, mm. good lord, are you feeling me right now? I you am feeling, feeling you. Mm-hmm. Am I seducing you with this sultry well, voice? I got something's right happening. Now. I don't know if it's seduction or a mild heart attack. Revolving? In my heart. <laughs> <laughs> so the, I think that's, I don't know if, it, to be honest, I don't know if it's carrying over into the other titles. I see the little Axis branding, mm-hmm. but I don't know. It just makes me wonder if this is really what Rick Remender pitched, where they pitched this to Rick Remender. I just have to think it's just so much. Like there's just too much going on. It's I think it's just too too vast for a Marvel event. I wish it were smaller and I wish they didn't really c- care about a lot of the characters that are involved in it. I don't know. But we'll see how it ends. Uh, I think there's stuff. I'm going to agree with you on that. It's uh nobody it feels like except for this issue nobody has had time to shine mm-hmm. like at all yeah. in the series, which is a shame because Avengers versus X-Men was so character driven that you felt like each issue was just you and a group of three characters like getting through the problem. And this just seems like uh, almost a throwback to something that's that's just like, all right, so the bad guys are the good guys and the good guys are the bad guys. Get as many people on a page as you can and, you know, just trying to sell issues. Mm-hmm. It's very different from the first series. Dale underscore A. Teen Acne Magazine. We're going to put it together. We're going to sell it. What did you read this week? Failed proactive, or not uh, proactive, Accutane. Failed Accutane subject. Possible IBS issues because of it. Um, I read, for the record, underscore A is underscore Accutane. Can we tell the world finally? Uh, I read, we talked about this, you know, I, I, I got stock. I got backlog. You know, I have to go back and start clearing this out or I'm never going to finish it. I have about seven issues of The Punisher to read. I'm not going to lie to you right now. But I didn't read that this week. (laughs) I read The Fade Out, issue number three. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. And this series has taken a turn that I did not expect, but I'm not opposed or I don't hate the fact that it, that, it went that way. I thought it was going to be a murder mystery to try and solve the case of the starlet who was murdered in the first issue. But in issues two and three, it really doesn't touch on the murder of that starlet. It touches on the movie studio covering it up completely. Like maybe they know something that's going on behind the scenes about it. Uh, the the st- writer the script writer of the of the movies who discovered her 
has some personal struggles and issue too about how they could just cover it up and not not even talk about it. But issue three is the fact that uh, this is a movie studio and they got a picture to make. They still have all these, uh, you know, A-listers from the time ready to make this movie just happens their starlet died. So the the head of the studio has uh, selected the replacement that looks nearly like the the starlet who died. Forget all their names. That's that's just me and every comic I read. <laughs> um and she they kind of focus on her kind of getting ready for the for the role. I mean, she's it's very honest about how she's had to basically sleep her way to how she got to where she's at to get this shot in the role. And the it focuses on the head of the movie studio, how she he was obsessed with the woman who died. Uh, and how he has like a secret hallway to all the dressing rooms of all the actors that are going to be in the movies. And he like walks through her closet while she's getting ready and she assumes that she's going to have to you know lay down be with him (laughs) in a manner to to stay on the movie but he kind of like he's so taken aback that she looks so like the dead woman that he just kind of walks away and the movie studio kind of it it shows an aspect where they're kind of uh trying to mold her into something they want her to be where they get rid of her abusive husband. They tried paying him off and he's back and he slaps her and then the movie studio shows up, like the head of security shows up at her house and like blackjacks him over the face. <laughs> Love blackjack. <laughs> or is it slapjack? Or is it flapjack? It is I think. blackjack. It's blackjack. Oh, I, I thought it was flapjack. <laughs> flapjack is a is a, is a the pancake variety. Pancakeal <laughs> variety. But, uh, I mean, the art and the setting of this is completely on point. I like, you know, I I never read much criminal at all. I read, what was it What that we read? Sleeper? Sleeper, yeah. Sleeper and Fatale. And I like how this is just, there's no paranormal demons and, and mm-hmm. science fiction. It's just old-timey movie moving pictures and you know murders and seediness and I, I really like the series and the back matter is I'm, I'm impressed with it I'm not I'm not reading it because there's a lot to it but yeah I really like the series I really really do if um Gen Z spoilers if you did like not pull through this last week where we're gonna do criminal here's in your honor thanks thank you yeah. Just to make things right. But now that you're on the men. I would have been there. I would have been there with you but, in spirit. Yeah, but now that you're footloose, fancy free, it's back on the back burner. <laughs> you mean the no burner? <laughs> you mean thrown out with the garbage? Yes, it's in the garbage disposal right now. <laughs> the fade out. That was a, I kind of fell off my radar, the fade out, since I read issue one, liked it, and then said, ah, I'll get the trade. Mm-hmm. And then I just kind of, I don't know, kind of forgot. Two sentences or less. Of another book that we read this week, quote unquote, this week. Uh, <laughs> Jonesy loves beer, please. Southern Bastards, issue six. <laughs> this is going to be a tough episode to get through. I can already tell I'm halfway through it. 
Jason Aaron weaves his spell on the reader as he gives you the origin of the coach of the Southern football team. I dare you to find a better comic on the shelf today. I dare you. Dare you. Lightning dare you. Lightning dare. Classic lightning dare move. Wolverine number one. Chris Claremont. Busema. Klaus. Jansen. Digitally available for the first time on Comixology. In glorious HD. Busema's art is, in a word, magic. Pick up at all costs. The Guardians of the Galaxy, issue 21. A stranded Flash Thompson slash Venom trying to get back to the Earth while the symbiote has completely taken over. After the original Sin tie-ins, it's good to get back to business. This is a steadily quality book to have in your stable Mm. of monthly books. Casanova Fraction. Everybody knows it. Most everybody. They hear about it. Fraction did Casanova. You don't know jackass about comics unless you read and love Casanova U.S. bag. That's what they say. I read it on message boards all the time. Basically. <clears throat> read it AMA about Casanova. Yeah. Whatever. Am I an S bag if I haven't read Casanova? Answer yes. Ask me anything. Jonesy loves beer. Please. I'm ready. Is your, are you ready? Is your body ready? It's born ready. There are two ways to read Casanova. The first way is to try desperately to connect all the tissue and hammer out the details and try to make those details make sense. And then the right way to Casanova is just throw all that out of the window and just have a good time as this book is ready to entertain you. Should not surprise you that this book came about with the mentoring of Warren Ellis, as there are many Ellison earmarks within this series. Uh, but Casanova, the story is Casanova Quinn, this timeline's greatest super spy slash villain, maybe, uh, is removed into a secondary timeline where he takes the place of himself and is used by both the good and bad super spy organizations to both remove players that will threaten the earth and also devise a plan that will save not only himself but his family and correct both timelines casanova that's that's about as clear as it's gonna get man (coughs) so the the version that we read was the recently released digital version which was the first mini or limited, and then the second one. And if I'm 
correct, I believe that this was released in a different format, which is almost like a non-22-page format, maybe like 12 pages per story. 12 or 16, I think. I okay. It has a name for it, but I can't remember what that name is. And I just remember the you know gorgeous promo art for this book. You know, if you enjoyed the art of Day Tripper, then you're really going to love this. Um, but I, the idea, it felt like kind of the, the Matt Fraction, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, we're in this together, you know, inside jokes, which I, which I was, uh, you know, ready for. And I was ready to kind of have this spy, th- uh, kind of thriller, but with, you know, kind of funny, great writing. And you even get these really cool in, in jokes of if you're, in with a character that you don't remember this little God bubble pops up with God telling you who this person is and why you should care. And maybe this showed up a few issues ago. I thought that was really funny, but it just felt very like it was like I went into a three hour movie and, and was an hour late. Like I felt like there was a lot of stuff that was maybe missing or not enough time spent. Like it just felt like it was going too fast for me to get comfortable and situated in the series. And maybe that's a different feeling when you read it monthly or however the schedule was released for this book. But I I felt like maybe the collection version was slighted in my reading, at least. I will say um, I agree with you 100% on the fact that you don't know where you are at any given point uh, within reading this series. I mean, it, I think Fraction was going for more of just stay for the jokes, like what the humor guide you through the series. Because I mean, his his dark humor, his fraction, you know, his fractional humor is very prevalent throughout the series. Like he hits all of those dirty jokes slash make you think about the universe slash make you think about religion. Like it's it's all his earmarks are in this series, but. I think it's it's a, a lot up to the reader to distrust the fact that you're never going to know the backstory. You're never going to know why this exists. And you're never going to know why the characters have these relationships that they have. I don't think you're meant to know. And that that's if you're a comic reader like myself where like the world building is important and the like the mythos of the book is really what draws you in, this is just not that. Not that not that it's bad. But it's not, it's not traditional in, in any sense of the word. Yeah, I was. Um, I mean, you guys are on point, and Jonesy, what you said in the uh, in your synopsis was pretty spot on. Um, I don't. You, but you just said I don't know if you're meant to know. A part of me still thinks you're meant to know, but you'll never be smart enough to like. Figure it out. Um, Like, I I struggled. (laughs) And your synopsis, GD... Slash, use somebody's disease as a crutch. GD, (laughs) you and your synopsis for getting it on point. But, I mean, all, like, three nights last week, I was tired, granted. But I struggled, and I was hung up on the fact that I couldn't get through it because I couldn't figure out in my head what was happening exactly like i was kind of tangibly 
keeping it together. Like there's definite peaks and valleys, but there's in the beginning in my brain, there was a lot more valleys and it was just low, low points. I couldn't get past the fact that I couldn't figure out this book. So it, it prevented me from enjoying it in the beginning. But once I got past the fact that I just couldn't figure it out, the stuff I could follow along with was really, really entertaining. It was, I mean, it was really fun. The The sense of humor of the cast of characters and the art is phenomenal in the book, especially in this HD collection. It's it's too sweet. Um, but I almost like I I was I'm going to admit I almost pulled a sea guy. I it, it was close. Wow, wow. I guess not as bad as sea guy, but for those who are not familiar with the vernacular, Grant Morrison's sea guy was so terrible that we unbidden the three of us started a group message. I think at the same time, same, yeah. all three of us begging off the book. Wow, Sea Guy. I gotta think wow, I gotta digest that for a second. Oh I mean smokes. the first issue I don't know, I for me the first issue was like really bad for a new series. It was just or maybe that was the goal. The goal was to just throw a bunch of crap at you. Weed out the dummies. Yeah, weed out the people who maybe don't want to read this type of book. And it was just very confusing the first issue. Like, what is happening? his sister's dead, he shifted time. He's eventually a different version of himself, but and then his sister's alive, mm-hmm. and, and it just I, felt a little too typical fraction incest relationship. I, Alleged, I, I think, and I think it's a limit of the twelve or sixteen page format, but it's a deci- decision that I think Matt Fraction had to make. Like, this is the decision I have to make to tell the story. And if it has to be in this format, then you're either along for the ride or maybe you can't keep up and that's just the way it's going to have to be. Like maybe he felt bad for the fact that some people wouldn't be able to keep up, but he definitely wrote a story and jammed as much as he could into that page limit. But I wonder if he had, I wonder if he would tell the same story given a chance to write it in a, in a regular format, a regular length book mm. because it's, there's a lot. And, and unfortunately not being able to show you as many panels, like they name drop a lot that you, they, they name drop a lot throughout the first couple issues up until I think, you know, the first, the, the four issue miniseries comes into play, but they, they, they expect you to just remember things rather than keep showing you these people because I think the the panel count is lower like that uh the Sabin Seychelles yeah I had to go back and almost I mean I was reading it in one sitting I had to go back I was like that name sounds really familiar but who is that but they didn't show him until they didn't actually show him until like I think the four issue the last four issue miniseries I think which is regular length Mm -hmm. so you just have to go trust your memory in the fact that Casanova is infiltrating his mansion. He's trying to steal a, a robot. And then yeah. the same cast of characters exists when this Casanova 
jettisons into a different timeline. He's stolen into a different timeline by a supervillain. And he's like a triple agent. He's working for the supervillain, but working for his evil family. But they're supposed to be a good family. I was kind of waiting for the bandaged um, villain to be another Casanova at some point. Yeah, that's. I thought they. I mean, oh. I thought they were just hitting me wow. over the head with it. I didn't even yeah, know. like from the from the onset, I was like, oh, he's he's a different version of himself. This is probably another version of himself too, just kind of effing with him. But that actually never happened, or maybe it did in another version, another continuation of the series. But the um, the overall package of the book was super interesting because this was released under Image, and then I think again under Marvel Icon. And the original version of the book was just colored in gray tones, and you could oh. see the original. They showed some pages at the end of the original production of the book was just the gray, and then they went back and recolored it in full color. And you could hear the artist, you know, telling of that work and how much work it was and how much he loved the original green. I actually really liked the original presentation of the color, of the green hue for the entire series. I kind of wish that they included the that same version in the package. Hmm. I think maybe I would have liked it more. Maybe. Well, I did. For- I did like the the full co- the f- colors were vibrant. They were. Yeah, it was great coloring. I, I, I was really fascinated that they took the chance to just use one palette yeah. for this like really short um, interpretation of a comic book, like a monthly comic book. I don't think it was monthly when it came out. But very fraction. Like, I mean, I, I feel like if you are hardcore Hawkeye, hardcore fraction anything, then you then you'd enjoy it. But I, I don't think... Either of us are like super hardcore Matt Fraction yeah, acolytes. No. Yeah, I liked, I really liked Hawkeye, but this reminded me more of when I tried to read his Iron Man run, and I w- it wasn't nearly as punishing as this. But I expect Iron Man to make a little more. I would expect, knock on wood, Iron Man to make a, just a little bit more sense than this. It, like it, this take on a book, this this experiment. But um, I kind of forgot that he wrote he wrote Iron Man for so long. Yeah, yeah. I try, and I just that's one I just tried. I couldn't, I couldn't get into it. And a lot of time travel, incest, um, typical mm-hmm. fractiony, you know, fractional. To incest. quote Jonesy, typical classic fraction incest story. Fraxest, I'll get a word. <laughs> you, you wait. But this, but the stuff, the highlights, the stuff that I could, you know, connect with my brain was really feel good. And the fact that towards the end of the book, he, you know, he found his mom and he wanted to protect his mom. Like the, the story with the, um, what was it called? Dead. It wasn't dead Island. That's a video game. Rock, rock Island or something. The refugees of rock Island where they, pretend to be savage and untouched by man and they kill anything oh, yeah. that, that comes on the shore but they're really an advanced race like a um it's almost like a tom strong island or something like hidden in the woods but i really like that and i like that casanova quinn befriended them and they accepted him and they knew they could see he was an anomaly of the time the timeline and he, and he, like I said, he befriended him, and then he, he can uh, hide his his mom there. I wasn't completely sure why 
the mom was hidden and who was at fault? Like, did he blame his dad for hiding the mom from them? But then he was like BFF. Like, then he started living with his mom. But anyway, he got to hide his mom, which was sweet, and on the island because somebody was out to get get her to get to Casanova, and he made up with his sister. Like the whole last couple issues where they're in the giant Japanese robot and they're like bonding around tea and stuff. I really liked that stuff. It was really like, that's when it was like fully connected. And I did a 180 on the book. Like I really liked the stuff that I was reading hmm. and the interpersonal relationships that they all had. And it, and it was, and it had a happy ending for the most part. And the last issue was the, you know, the dental hygienist or whatever, getting a pardon, <laughs> the night nurse for being locked up for giving out uh, for giving Casanova McShane's tooth and so they so they could clone <laughs> that was an interesting little um end to the collection it was almost like an annual story that told like the very first issue or second issue from the nurse's perspective mm-hmm. um yeah I don't know I, I was an, it was an odd choice to wrap up the collection with but maybe that was the actual final issue of the second miniseries I don't know but very very different comic book than most people I think would be used to. And maybe that's why people really enjoy it. It's different than the monthly grind of, you know, Cape comics or what mm-hmm. have you. Yeah. There's a, he's a, you know, he's a super spy, but there's a lot of science fiction to it. There's alien races. When, when he was in the staring contest, I chuckled when he was in the staring contest with that, uh, specter or whatever his, her Waste. name was. Um, Remember the waste name of the uh, uh, yeah. evil organization acronyms. I mean, it was it's crazy stuff, and it's super spacey, uh, super spy. But I mean, it's it's if you stick it out. <laughs> I'm not telling you you have to get through it, but if you do get through it, I think you would and you would end up enjoying it more in the end. Casa. Nova. We got your letters. I'm gonna open them up. Farrington's gonna read them to you. To you. So, should I read this? Yeah, I think it would only be right if you did. Thanks for the one letter this week, <coughs> guys, when I specifically requested more. That's fine. <laughs> To take it to your Facebook page, I feel like you would have got a lot of letters. I mean, all he has to do is is ask for one on his Facebook page. <laughs> if he takes time away yeah. from his legion of Facebook friends. Um, the subject of this email to uh, letters at papercake.com, our email address where you can write the show. Uh, Transmetropolitan by... One at Naminity, former show host. <laughs> dum dum dum. The gauntlet was thrown. Dale read the sword, but insisted I read Transmetropolitan. Unfortunately, I'm going to owe the library some fees because instead of returning this book, I set it on fire and flushed the ashes down the toilet after taking a dump on it. <laughs> I would have been doing the world a disservice had I returned it. If this were the first Warren Ellis book I ever picked up, I would 
Never read another book from him again. Spider Jerusalem, the journalist who is way cooler than anyone else on the planet, quote, I haven't been on stage at a strip club since I was eight, unquote, quote, put on some heavy old street clothes that could stand a bit of sidewalk scraping, infect myself with something good and contagious, then go out and stamp on some cops. It was great being nine years old, unquote. Dressed as Jesus, he finds himself with a terrible need to piss in a christening font. We get it. You're a badass. If I were to sum up this book in one thought, I'd pick Spider's own words. Then she happily took a picture of the panel in question uh, that she did get from the library. (laughs) You miserable, toad-screwing, ass-sucking, father-aring... Hey, uh, 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 and then pick grandmother's corpse effing ass tick infested monkey and drinking. That's it. That's the brutality. That's the picture. Anonymity. Thanks for the letter. I mean. <laughs> wow, she was brutally honest there, brutally. So, I mean, what that letter said isn't something we've all thought about about trans metropolitan. Oh gosh, I mean, it's not. We've all had those thoughts. They're making. I, I concur. They're making an absolute edition. There's no way it can be. They're calling it absolutely garbage. Oh my. Jonesy's back. Full health. He's not back. No, <laughs> I won't accept that. He's back. He's not back. <laughs> Accepting that. <laughs> animals. Transmit animals. Thanks for keeping it civil. Nominity. I read your sword. 24 issues of it. And I, I kept it pretty civil for the podcast. But, you know, that was just... <laughs> Did the, you? The pat, that was the route I took. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, though? Transmetropolitan. Somebody, just please, just write a letter. I will read it. I won't let anybody else comment on your letter. If you have high praise for Transmet, obviously. Those people aren't with us anymore, Dale. If you if you have a Facebook, Dale might send a few likes your way. Maybe a few shares that will boost some engagement. He'll make it happen. He's a VP of merch. You know, for a reason, for a people. Reason. So that was a great show. One or two weeks off, one letter. I mean, Jonesy's near death is more important. You know? Is it? Well, who can say, is really? It? It's all a great episode. So up Happy here. to be back. Wing column. Mm, feels good. I gave that wing column a staff infection. I'll tell oh, you my what. Word. That's my inappropriate. Word. It's inappropriate. I have to edit that out. Can't say those kind of things. What a show. Wait, What's the, the next wind column going to have to take a week off because of a hospital <laughs> stay? It, pro- it probably won't read the uh, book club because its friend is in the hospital, okay. that's for sure. All right, we're going to get you off those pills. Okay. <laughs> uh, do we know what the next book is before I look it up in Google? Avengers AI. What an announcement. I mean, you heard the excitement <laughs> coming from Jonesy. <laughs> it's definitely not AI. Halo. <laughs> Avengers AI, Sugar Sam Humphreys, next week. 
on Paper Keg. We'll see everybody next week. Rest of the cider beer. <laughs> it's coming back up. So do we uh I have an idea for our Christmas movie. You guys wanna do uh Batman Returns while it's on Netflix? Hmm? Mm-hmm. Hmm? Mm-hmm. I mean I don't think we'll have that out by Christmas. It's gonna be mid mm. to late January by the time we uh, get around to that. <laughs> <laughs> It's not. It's not beat around the bush here. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Avengers AI. Could you hear the disdain in Jonesy's voice when he I, I, made that I announcement know. on the show? I don't know. It's transmetropolitan-ish. It was. He was still had that maybe so bold. Jonesy, what do don't you want? Even... The, what do you want the book club to be? Okay. Hey, Hot shot. <laughs> Halo. Halo. <laughs> or your, your no, new... I'm, I'm exci- Sam Humphreys, babe. I'm ready. The body's ready. Body's ready. There's more probably going Am I right? Sam Humphreys is going to be one of the Avengers falling in love with a mineral. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> dog love is the norm. Oh, I forgot that you have a uh, storied past. With Sugar Sam Humphreys. <laughs> Very storied. Sugar storied. Let me look. Let me just peruse our top secret list really quickly. Mm-hmm. We have it planned out until at least 200 right now. Oh, boy. The book after Avengers AI. Oh, my. Yeah, I, I think I remember seeing that. Oh, my. I can't wait to get my hands on that. <laughs> We got a great lineup. I'm looking at it right now. Mm, yeah. My word. I think Jones, you, could, you, you could folks even, at home are going to be quite happy. Jones, if you could see right now. Me? I know your vision has been impaired since the sickness, but. I'm ready. <laughs> I know there's I know there's a book on there that I've waited for a long time. Jonesy, what else did you read this week? Um, I read Thor number three. Did they reveal who she is yet? No, I, I don't think that. I think this could be a while before we find out, which I actually like. Uh, I read that book, uh, City of Whiskey and Fire, that came out. How was that? Uh, it was really different. It was like um, single panel pages. Like, uh, kind of like, uh, it reminded me of like watching an old movie where there would be one scene with like a placard underneath it explaining what it was like there wasn't you know linear action on a page it was one scene with like an explanation of what was going it was really good Mm -hmm. 
And uh, what else did I read? Axis. Uh, letter 44, which is... I have no idea how that's going to end. It's so far from where it started. But, I, I mean, that's... How about Spider- Charles Soule? Got to trust him. Spider-Man the X-Men? Did you read that? I heard that's funny. No, uh, I have yeah. not... I have not read it, but for what I understand, it's going to be the hot book, the hot, the new hot. Can't wait to read that. I didn't go. To the, I couldn't go to the shop this week, but you know, my pick, my pick of the week was what's that? The Valiant. Mm. Oh, how was that? Great, great first issue. Great intro to Valiant's characters, Paolo Rivera. My God! Oh, Jeff Lemire and Matt Kent. Worth the hype. Oh, my. I also started to read Flash Gordon. Oh, okay. Dynamite, Dynamite first issue. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was a Dynamite first issue. I think Dynamite also publishes it. So if you like Tom Strong, mm. FYI. Okay. I do like him. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm trying to get at here. But like what I finished saying. the fifth book of Swamp Thing. Oh, man. One more book to go for Alan Moore. You wow. and your wife leading that together? Wow. Leading that together? Wow. A lot of good screenshots in that fifth book. Tell you what. Mm, tell you what. Dale, you need to get reading it. Tell you, what you need to make time. You tell need you to get reading. Your boxer briefs would be sullied. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. I wonder if I have that over there. Your sullied boxers or Swamp Thing? Both. He probably despises the hardcovers in a fever dream. <laughs> I, I do. I I absolutely do. Um, mm, I gotta finish reading that Alan Moore stuff. Have to. So Dale, how did you spend your late nights since we were off uh, on vacation for a week? What what was your routine like late at night, ten eleven p.m. Yeah, quite honestly, I couldn't last. I didn't last very long doing anything. Did you not see his untapped page? I did not. Because, okay. I mean, there's a connect the dots right there. Drinks. I played the... I did read some comics. Let me just knock that list out real quick. Please. Uh, not a lot. Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, I, I told you I read that. Punisher number six. Rat Queens number eight. I figured I'd read that. It just so happens there's controversy surrounding Rat Queens. They got a new artist, which I'm very excited about. Was that the first issue of the new artist? or No. no I think uh, even 9. This was issue 8. I think issue 9 still has the artist, Rock Up Church, the old one. Um, Spider-Verse number 1 I read. That was fun. I read Thor God of Thunder number 25, finally. Now I can move on and read the new Thor. I like the uh, 25th issue. That was, that was cool. Hmm. I like how, uh, in the end, Aaron says, basically, we're not done. We're not done with Thor. We're not done with his granddaughters. We're not done with any of that. But for a time, we're like, going to be telling a story about female Thor. So that's really cool. I like how they uh, <laughs> set him up and gave him Destroyer's arm. At the end. Mm-hmm. That's pretty neat. I thought um, we kind of had that arm already in some other books. Or was this yeah, just the, the first time I told it? Well, unfortunately, in the Avengers, uh, 
the original sin tie-in they'd already had it with the arm. Oh. But uh, in the series, you remember, in the, the future Thor had the destroyer arm. Oh. So they sourced how he got it in issue 25. It was severed by Malekith, you know, mm. the uh, dark mm-hmm. elf leader. And he had to uh, go get his old trusty axe, Yarn Bjorn, and his destroyer arm and go take care of business. Yarn Bjorn. Yarn actually wasn't Yarn Bjorn. Is that 24? Oh, Dale, I read the book when it first came out seven weeks ago. (laughs) Having conversations with people that weren't there. Pretty exciting stuff. I played the the Telltale Game of Thrones game, the first episode of that. How was it? Pretty fantastic if you're a fan of the show. Hmm. Very tense. I got to the the part where you play the handmade game? game. A lot. None. <laughs> what a rip. <laughs> oh, we did just get a letter. Uh-oh. Oh, Super hot in on Hot that. over the I wire. Mean, your, your distraught reaction to that one letter, I guess, someone felt bad enough to send one in. God bless. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's more piling on uh, or pooping on, as Atnamini would say, but this is from... Huge friend of the show, Bex Gordo. And she, so she sometimes she has my back. Sometimes she trolls me, makes fun of me too. So, okay, so you never really know with Warren Ellis, but I feel like Spider Jerusalem is supposed to be the worst, and that's sort of the whole point. He probably he probs represents like the terrible depths to which American capitalist pigs have fallen, or something. You dig? Good night, sinners. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Okay. So if you're going to complain about transmet, you can and should. But just don't make it all about how awful the main character is because you're just saying sure. Ellis did a stellar job writing him. I think it's a cop out. Man, somebody threw down the gauntlet to the fourth host at the minute. <laughs> no, I, I mean, she... Uh... Listen, Dale's happy because someone rode in on a... On a big white charger. Stallion but she didn't charger. quite defend Transmet, though. I mean, she defended yeah, I mean, Spider- she called it crap, too. But. Yeah, she did. She defended the writing of Spider Jerusalem, which is spot on. He is. Spi- he was wrote, written to be a crap person, but. Nobody wants to read the. Uh, I think she's just trolling She you. still doesn't like She Trans- really secretly hates fact. the book. And I'm just going to keep talking over everybody. I don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> That's that. All right. I'm going to go hit untapped. I'm going to go, what can I, what can I put in untapped after the show? Make Man, yourself a little, uh um, She the claws, Dale. It's okay. Dale underscore Accutane. It's all right. <laughs> my God. Jonesy is on fuego <laughs> right comes, now. Oh, uh, <laughs> here comes my 60-year-old self-esteem with me. Oh, there it is. <laughs> there we go. We're all back together again like I'm 16. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I played, so Werther's. I played that. Yeah, Werther's. Jonesy, <laughs> Werther's isn't doing jackass for you. You will talk to the stars about Werther's. What are the medicinal benefits of sticking a Werther's in your mouth? Happiness. And look where it got you. <laughs> Near death. All that wor- Werther's gathered in your leg there. <laughs> yeah, you had some Werther's wound. Jensen gets a cut <laughs> on his leg and just starts wiping Werther's juice into it, thinking <laughs> that that's going to make everything okay. It did for a time. 